boom, ladies and gentlemen, leveraging modern technology. It's the only way that you're going to move forward. Some of these ancient business practices, the fundamentals are still working. However, you can leverage them if you use tech. And if you want to find out how we're doing that, then this episode's for you. Let's get this one going. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. Before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Boss! Are you an entrepreneur struggling to scale your business quickly and efficiently? Do you find it challenging to navigate the vast and virtual world of business? Our guest today has been there, done that. With years of experience as a leader in two Fortune 50 companies and now a successful entrepreneur, he knows what it takes to leverage modern technology, choose the right partners, and structure a game plan for certain success. He's here to share his insight and tips with us, so let's get ready to take some notes. Welcome to the show, Mr. Eric Estevez. Eric Lenderman, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. All right, man, let's jump into this thing. You worked for some Fortune 500 company or some Fortune 50 companies. You're here. Uh, you took the path to be an entrepreneur. Tell me about that journey. What was it like working for those two big companies and then leaving it all to become an entrepreneur? You know what? It's, it was a rite of passage. You know, I, I, uh, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, uh, but I, you know, I, I graduated college uh, and I had a, a, a kid right right out of college, 21 years old. So I had to just go after it. Right. And, and I, I, I needed I needed to make sure that I provided for my family. So I joined uh, companies that allowed me to go pretty quickly. Um, and it really gave me a good foundation. Right. So that way I can transfer that into my entrepreneurial world, which has allowed me to achieve some some relative success fairly quickly. And it's really things like leadership and, and, and managing people and and, um, and and being very organized. Right. With your time. Um, and, you know, in the end, whatever you do, people is at the crux of, of, of your foundation of any business. Um, so it really gave me that foundation. And I was able to then add certain pieces like technology and whatnot, social media, right, uh, where we can have a deeper reach much faster um, than any time in history, I think, right? Um, so I think that I learned some really good fundamentals during my tenure as a leader in those companies. Yeah, and then leveraging those skills, I guess, is the key factor here, because there's a lot of people who end up working for somebody and they don't capitalize on the just sheer talent that some of these organizations have that you could learn from. Uh, my my students here are about to graduate and go into the real world, and they're thinking about, you know, should I go to college? Should I do these things? And I'm kind of leaning more towards, man, if you could just work for somebody or a company that is already doing something that you want to achieve, and then just go in there and be a sponge and just be kind of fortunate at the fact that they're even paying you to learn some of this stuff it it has like it, it just speaks volumes later down the road because in your case for example you started building teams that are making 100 millions of dollars within four years so talk to me about that how do you leverage what you learn in corporate america to turn around and do it on your own and and run something like that 
Yeah, you know what? I, I think uh, um, you know one of the things that I've always learned is there's a power of of mentorship, right? Um, making sure that you have a mentor and mentoring other people, and that's something that I've learned um, uh, for you know that I've practiced for a long time in these Fortune 50 companies. Um, and then you know when I entered into the mortgage industry, and you know I, I did some of the things prior to that, invested in real estate to a point where I, I really wanted to to do something for my own, and I opened up. Uh, a mortgage branch is my father. Um, but I knew from day one, right, I, I was always mentored and I had mentors and and I've always mentored. And even before, you know, earning my, my first dollar, I invested in coaching, right? And I think that that's so huge because you're investing in yourself and you're trying to get to a point, right? There's a path of least resistance. So just imagine if you have coaching and have a mentor who is going to be able to tell you his or her uh, experience and or failures, right? You're going to be able to get to their destination or to where they're at much quicker. So that's one of the things that I took with me. Um, and I've paid for mentorship and training and coaching since day one. And I still do. And I, I change uh, sometimes just to kind of get something different um, from coaches. But uh, that's been honestly one of the first things that kind of helped me propel uh, to to achieve some fast results because I'm able to say, hey, this is where I'm at. This is where I want to go and able to kind of learn from their mistakes. So that way I don't have to commit those same mistakes. Now, obviously, practice right makes perfect. You are going to make mistakes. You got to you got to live in it. You got to learn. And you said it best. Right. You said that, you know, maybe you have to look at college and, you know, I'm not against college. But if you are going to go to college, right, imagine if you could couple that with an internship or some real life experience, because that's when you're truly going to grow. You're going to marry theory with practice. Right. Um, and that's something that we did very early on uh, and it helped us achieve some results. So I was able to build enough foundation, learn the mortgage industry because, you know, it takes some time to learn those things and then say, OK, where am I at today with technology and whatnot? And what could I use to get to my trajectory much faster? Let's talk a little bit about some some practical, tactical things that people can do to start using some of these technological advances that we've had. Um, and part of it, I think, comes down to uh, you don't know what you don't know. You're getting started in this space. Maybe you're, you're you're at the beginning part, and you know that you should be using some of these technological tools out there. You just don't know any of them because you've never actually done it before. So you yeah. go and you you start searching for the right partner, right? And oftentimes they're always, you know, well, I know my experience when I go looking for the partner, they're all about. Hey, and that's kind of uh, what they're after, which is cool. But at the same time, sometimes you got to find the right people that are on the same mission so you can find that money together. How do you choose the right partners and technology to kind of exceed your goals? Yeah. So, you know, I was fortunate enough that, you know, my father has been doing this for a long time. He was like a one man team. Right. He never really built a team before. So he had the knowledge base. He was another mentor of mine. Right. Um, so when you work with people that you trust and with family, let's say. Right. And I know sometimes working with family can be very difficult, um, but we had a mutual understanding um, and, and we wanted to build something together. Um, so we built the foundation. And I remember when we first started five years ago, it was just him and I in an email in a small in a small office. And then we started hiring the foundation of what was to be. Right. And then as we grew, I took on another partnership. Right. Which led us to the hundred million dollars in, in, in production um, after four years, which is 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 really healthy. 
um, in any in any business, right? Uh, but specifically the mortgage industry. So we were able to align because our goals were similar, right? We had similar production. Nobody was was more more than the other, right? And we had that mutual understanding of hey, let's build this thing together. Um, so we were able to right know what each other's strengths and opportunities were, and we were able to cross pollinate and achieve those results pretty quickly. So there's always has to be a mutual understanding. Now, when you talk about the technology side, right? The first thing is social media, right? I think when you do anything, when you when you're going to start anything, right? You you have to build a brand, and right now with social media, you can have a much further, a much faster, a much deeper reach, much faster. Like I mentioned earlier, that's that's paramount. So whenever someone comes into this business or any business, I say, well, does everybody in your circle, right? Everybody in your phone that you have, plus in social media, do they know what you do? Do they know what value you can provide for them and their family and their friends? And and I was able to leverage social media by posting and reaching out to people much quicker. Right. And right now, right, we're continuing to post on social media, which is, you know, something that every every business owner needs to needs to to uh, to uh, really um, embrace and make it part of their business plan because we're on it all day. Right. We, we see we look at our we look at our phone right more more than any other screen. So, you know, I'm getting now people that are looking to buy homes because of the videos that I post. Right. I had a meeting this morning with a team and, you know, we were analyzing videos. I did a video in English and it got this many views and I did a video in Spanish and it and it and it uh, and it beat it by 10 by 10 times over the English views. So we were saying, you know what, there's a niche here. Let's focus on our Spanish buyers. And we've been doing that. But this is just a, a, a sliver of information that we get from our social media um, you know, platforms to say, hey, keep on doing this and you're going to continue to grow. So social media is one of the first things that any business owner needs to go ahead and tap into. Uh, let me, let me kind of hover on that. Cause I had posts about that recently and I I'm, I'm a big uh, fan of social media as well. I think it's a great way to start building uh, a community more than a following. And I think there's a, there's a big difference between the two because I mean, you look at certain platforms that I have and there's like no following on those platforms and then other ones they're doing really, really well. Right. And so, um, part of that has to do with, um, who you're connecting and what type of content that you're putting out there. Cause I like how you said when you're with family, they don't always know what you do. And if that's the people who are closest to you that don't know what you do, how is the general public going to know what you're going to do? So when you're, when you're coming up with a game plan for social media, cause it could get really rabbit hole. You can go in there and, and you can get lost. How do you structure a game plan for certain success so that your your role in your business is more towards growing your company versus being the number one producer. Yeah, I think that's a great question. You know, I you know what we really want to make sure that we emulate is that we're providing value right um, first, right? We we don't ask for business; we provide value, and and we've done that through education. And whether it's you know people that actually need mortgage loans, for example, they see that we're providing education through seminars and, and the videos that I post. I was just recording a video right before I jumped on here that we're going to go ahead and post in a little bit. So it's about that value. And then my anybody that wants to work for me, they see that our job is to teach and provide value. And they say, hmm, OK, I think I can learn from this individual to then grow my business. Right. So we've always led through a platform of education. 
You know, we're on Spanish Channel Television every Sunday morning in New York and New Jersey, and it's really about educating the community. I just did a, a first-time homebuyer seminar in a church this past Sunday, right? So, like, we're out in the community, we're educating people, and honestly, when you provide value, the business comes. Yeah, that's and that's the whole essence of building that community is you're providing value on a regular <clears throat> basis. Let me ask you this because I know I get pushback on this. Um, you're repeating your messaging. You're always saying the same thing over and over. You're always talking about your podcast. You're always talking about marketing. You're always talking about creating short clip content. Uh, doesn't the audience get bored with seeing the same stuff over and over again? And I'm going to ask you, like, when you're creating content, how often is it feel for you repetitive, but why do you continue to do it that way? Yeah, because you know what? You have to be consistent in your message, right? Not everybody's going to see that video that you posted a week ago. Right. Or a month ago. So and and all that matters is that if you continue to be um, really uh, informative. Right. There's only so much information that you can put out there. And I think that that's where a lot of people get stuck to like a deer in the headlight. Oh, my God, I, I don't want to sound boring or stale. You know what? There might be somebody today that sees your message that didn't see it last time you posted it. And that might be all the difference. Right. So you have to make sure that you continue your consistency in your messaging. There's so much information out there. Right. I think a lot of us um, that we have that, you know, analysis paralysis because, you know, there's so much information. We don't know what to talk about. Um, but I think it's just about just uh, and I'm, I'm a big proponent of done better. Right. So like, you know. If it's if from the now, something that I get through my email inbox or through one of the informational platforms that I invest in, I'm I'm creating that video. It's such a great content. I'm going to create it. And you might think it's repetitive or you might think it's boring, but it might not be boring for somebody that needed to hear exactly what you just talked about. Uh, the messaging it'll hit you when you need to hear it, not necessarily when you want to give it, right? There's a yeah. big difference between the two. All right, so let's talk about uh, leveraging these relationships. Social media is great for giving you that initial exposure up front. I think that's what views and likes kind of give you. Then you start getting into the shares and the saves part of creating content, which is even more amazing. But the, but the reality is the way you take those potential eyeballs and convert them into becoming customers or clients is you got to it's, it, it really build on the relationship that you've developed. So somebody finds you interesting. So somebody learns from you at first. How do you continue or what strategies do you have in place to take that relationship to the next level so that you can start building something with them? Yeah, that's, a, that's another great question, right? I think, uh, um, you know, being accessible um, is, is key, you know, and I, I get people all the time that reach out to me through social media and we schedule a call. Is it really you? Yeah, this is me. I'm accessible. Is, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Right. And even though I've leveraged technology, virtual assistants also help me manage the stuff, right. It always comes back to me and I'm still the voice. Um, so people know that they can still reach me. Right. Um, and when they see me on TV, right. Oh, was that you on TV? Yeah, that's me right now. Oh, I can't believe I got you on the phone. And those are the things that you really want to do is make sure that you're accessible because if you're, you're talking about being an educator to the masses and you're not accessible then you know, you're just, you're just a front. Right. So, so I make myself accessible. I make sure that I have a team behind me to manage, right. The influx of calls that, that do come in. Um, so that way there's certain points of the process that I want to make sure that I'm the face of it. Um, but yeah, you know, social media continues to be uh, a, a very, it's a free, it's a free strategy. Now you can always boost and create campaigns and those kinds of things, but if you're consistent, right. And how these, how these uh, media, uh, social media platforms, they, they, they function on how, how many, 
how how can I keep eyeballs on my platform, right? And if you are a constant creator and constantly pushing content, right, you're giving value to the community, like you mentioned, which means that they're gonna force more eyeballs on you, you know. So so right, if you if you uh, um, have the analysis paralysis or you are afraid of being repetitive, it's going to stop the growth. I I just looked at something where on my Facebook page it said that you know I had increased engagement for the last 110 days. Okay, great. That's positive reinforcement, right? I want to make sure that I continue to get continue uh, increase engagement for the, for the next 110 days. So you got to make sure that you also are in tune with the analytics. Yeah, the the data is really what's going to drive wherever it is that you're going to go. And speaking of like having data, uh, time management is one of those big issues that we might come across. And having something as simple as a CRM or a place where you're going to manage a lot of your client interactions is going to save you time and ultimately make you more money because it's where you're continuing the conversations, where the follow-up happens, where all the detail work goes in. Um, Talk a little bit about leveraging that kind of technology. What do you use in order to maintain that organized part of your business, but at the same time, leverage it to to maximize your time and, and profitability? Yeah, so great question. I think it starts with the org- your organization, right? You know, anybody in the top percent of any industry, they're very highly organized. Um, and I, you know, I treat it back to the, these Fortune 50 companies where my first boss gave me a Franklin Covey planner, right? And I was able to, you know, plan my day, my week, my month, my quarter, and that's just kind of transferred into this industry. Um, so I start my day with with planner. I use, you know, I, I like the, you, you see right behind me my big life resume by JC. Eisler, plan my year, right? And I basically come come in and I write things down and my calendar controls my day. So going back to technology, right? I, I have virtual assistants that they're calling my database. You talk about CRM and if we have 39,000 people in our CRM, they're constantly calling to schedule these 15 minute consultations into my calendar. So my calendar is packed, right? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be ultra efficient um, by making sure that I have 15 minute conversations because I think that's the, you know, that's, you know, anything more than that, it gets to, gets to be a little bit too, too much when you're trying to figure somebody out for the first time. But I just want to talk to as many people as possible. So I use Calendly. This is a great app, right? If you guys are starting your business, Calendly is integrated into your Google Calendar, your Outlook Calendar, whatever you want it to uh, be integrated with. And that's what functions my day, but that's what controls my day. If I'm on a, like, if I'm on this podcast and I think I've gotten six calls since I've been on this podcast or, or emails, I'm looking at my phone real quick, right? They, they're getting some automatic messages to say, hey, you know, I'm not available. You can click on Eric's calendar, schedule a call. You can call his office, all right, and and, and schedule a call. So I'm giving them outlets so I don't miss opportunities that are coming into me, but I'm leveraging technology to control my day. So that start of the day, that calendar, it's huge. I use Calendly, which is uh, which is paramount in my day. I use my virtual assistants to help control my calendar, right? So those are some of the t- tools that I use to maintain control of my day, my week, and my month. Dude, the calendar, man, I live and die by that thing. Like literally, if, if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. It is not happening without that calendar. And I love that you have the, the year-long planner because that I think is huge. You're literally taking your year and designing the life that you want ahead of time and then filling in the blanks with the work that you want to do in between. That's that's huge. That's I think it's it's 
imperative that you start planning your life out that way because otherwise you're just like a like a fart in the wind, right? You're just going wherever it goes and you don't want to be you don't want to have your life living like that. And and you know what? It's it's you know, it's not just work, right? You got to realize there's different spokes of the wheel of life, right? You have your health, you have your family, your relationships, your kids, right? Your your financial stability, right? So so what happens is that there's so many different things in life that if you don't plan for it, right? and you focus on work, then you're going to, you're going to go ahead and you're going to neglect your relationships. Right. So I think that when you look at your, 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 your year long plan and you say, Hey, you know what, I'm going to take a vacation or two vacations this year, or if I meet my goals, this is a great, one of my goals, quite honestly, is I, I would like to take a vacation every quarter and the level of vacation will depend on if I met my goals or not. If I didn't meet my goals, maybe I'll take a, 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 a weekend Right. Uh, um, you know, uh, uh, we'll, we'll go to the Poconos for the weekend or something. But if I, hey, if we crush our goals, maybe it's a week long vacation in Punta Cana or something. Right. So I think I think, you know, you want to say, hey, I'm giving the time to my to my family to disconnect. Right. Um, and then I'm able to color code. And Jesse Iser's calendar is awesome because you can say, hey, you know, what are some of the things that you want to accomplish? Here's some of the milestones. Right. Um, and I have several businesses because of technology. It's not just mortgages. Right. Most recently, I started a record label with my for my daughter. My daughter is a music recording artist and she has a new single coming out this Friday. And her first music video is coming out uh, a couple of weeks later. So I've been managing her business. So in addition to what I've built, I've been able to streamline things, been able to build a team to control that. So then now I can spend my time where I really want to spend my time. Yeah, that's awesome, man. See how uh, I, I love that that energy that you bring kind of it bleeds out to the rest of the people around you you become an influencer amongst your family members and and it's really cool to see that that kind of grow right like otherwise she would have been just making her music the way she wanted to but you actually have the the know-how to help catapult her to that next level which is super dope um how how has your experience in like real estate and and lending helped inform your approach when it comes to building these entrepreneurial ventures yeah, I think in everything you build, right? I think there's there's certain there's certain fundamentals, right? When you're building any business, right? And I think I talked about you know uh, planning, but the first one is really setting goals. Right? I think whatever whatever you do, whatever business venture you go out there, and you know that there's a lot of you know highly successful entrepreneurs, right? When you talk about the Elon Musk's, right, uh, of the world that manage several companies at a time, right? I think I think the thing is, okay, what is the goal? Right, that I'm trying to achieve, and and really talk about numbers and and reverse engineer is step two, right? Because if I know that I want to get my daughter a two million dollar record label deal by the end of this year, what do I need to? How do I get there? How many streams does she need to have? Right? Um, how many followers does she need to have in order for me to leverage that with record labels and whatnot? And what happens is when you when you you, you see, and I don't know, I, I saw you, I saw you rapping. I think in the beginning of this intro, right? I think I think you might have some some inf information in the music. I'm brand new to this thing, right? Oh man, so, I have zero <laughs> skills, man. It was just a yeah. I just had fun with it. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, I'm brand new. My daughter is a talent, but the thing is, I was able to say, okay, this this worked for me in the Fortune 50 companies, and I was able to achieve my goal. My first year in the mortgage industry, I was able to say I want to make $100,000 my first year because I made a lot more than that in my prior jobs. But how many people did I need to talk to on a daily basis in order to make it? And it was simple mathematics. I reverse engineered it back to the day and I, I was able to hold myself accountable to that. And then I made that and then I was able to triple that and I was able to, to just it's just all math. So now you can transfer that. Right. So you take what works and transfer it into a whole new industry, even though. 
you're learning about it, right? This is what your goal is, right? With my virtual assistant company that I have, hey, this is how many this is how many how many subscribers I want to have um, by, by the end of the year on a monthly basis. And you reverse engineer back. What are going to be the steps that are going to allow you to achieve that? So those are some basic fundamentals, quite honestly, that you can transfer. Uh, in any business, right? So I have actually have a little graphic, right? Uh, on uh, I have a, on the website called you know hustle hard and smart because we all talk about hustle hard, but you also got to hustle smart too, right? Because if you hustle, if you just hustle hard, right, you're gonna burn yourself out. But you got to make sure that you learn from each tactic and apply it to the next one, right? So so we you know those are just some basic ones, right? Um, set set goals, reverse engineer. Make sure that you're that you're very planful and have a calendar, right? Outsource, right? Hire people, right? Because in the end, you have to know what you're good at. I'm good at connecting people, building trust, providing value, right? Now, all the back office stuff, I hate doing, right? But that's very important. So now you have to hire people for that. And I said, okay, I have people in the office that help me with some of these nitty gritty, but I also have people out, right, that I outsource because I'm an I'm a solopreneur. I consider myself, right, uh, a CEO of my company, let's say. So now I can outsource just like these Fortune 500 companies outsource. Right. So now they're doing the things that I do not like to do so I can focus on the things that I like to do. And that energy is going to come through and the money will follow. You are buying yourself time. Right. That's essentially what you're doing. You're buying yourself time to do the things you want to do, whether it's the staycation or the vacation that you decide to go on. The the company doesn't suffer. It continues to move forward. So. You got the real estate stuff. You got the VA outsourcing. You're starting the record label. Like, where are you at today? What's what's the future plans? Like, how do you see yourself continuing to make a, a positive impact out there in the real world? You know what? I, I think I, you know, I really believe, um, you know, it really takes about five years to to get a business to to whatever goal you wanted to, right? You know, I think you know the first two years, the first two three years is a grind. It is a grind, right? And you're probably going to reinvest all of your profit back into the business because that's exactly where you're at, your business building. But after those that, those first two or three years, right, you have some stability. And now it's about making sure that you have the right people to replace you so it can continue to grow and you can exit that building, that, that business without without selling it, right? So what, I, what I've been doing is I'm, I'm, I'm a little over five years in the mortgage business, right? Um, and we're going through some some bumps, right, in the industry, but it's running, it's running how it should be running. Um, you know, I'm a couple years away, I'm a couple years into the virtual assistant business. So now it's been reinvesting. So now we're going to see some growth, right? And then I just started my record label with my, with my daughter, but we're moving at a faster pace because I've been able to, right, um, take some of the same things that I did when I built the mortgage industry. Now this, now this outsourcing industry, right now, now my music industry to a point where you know uh, I have people calling my, my my daughter. Right, she's not, she's independent. Um, you know, I have Sony. Right, uh, I have my attorney uh, uh, looking at a deal, a distribution deal with Sony, and she just started. Really, she just wrote her first song a couple years ago. Um, and she only has seven songs out, right? But we're, we're creating a splash through social media. I've used the same VAs that I've used for mortgage industry. I'm using for her. What am I using her for? Well, I'm purchasing lists of festivals all across the country, of radio DJs across the country. So now they're doing that grunt work while we're focusing on creating music, right? And creating a brand. So the cool thing is that I'm able to transfer it. And I think that it takes about four to five years to really build a company and move on to the next thing because we're always evolving, right? And I get bored quickly, right? 
Um, so, you know, after this record label and after she gets her $2 million deal and then some, what else am I going to do? I don't know, but I know that I at least have the fundamentals to move the way I want to move. Like Eminem said, right? Every time I think I hit the ceiling, I just go higher than I've ever been, right? <laughs> exactly. that's, that's where it's at. Like, no, yeah. I love it. I love it. Cause, cause at the same time, I feel like uh, a lot of entrepreneurs in school would have been labeled as like ADD. Like they're like, oop, 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 moving yeah, on to the next. Yeah. They just, they're just yeah. looking for that thing that excites them, right? Yeah. The thing that yeah. gets their, their blood flowing. And I like how you have it set up because you're literally leveraging all the tools as you build them. You have the yeah. VA company set up. You're leveraging that to to expand on any other venture that you have. Uh, you're taking the skills that you learned from when you were an employee at these companies and you're applying them into your entrepreneurial venture. Those are those are all great things. And you're taking all that knowledge and you're passing it on to that next generation, which is even better than 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 all the other things. I think it brings you immense joy to see that next generation kind of like take the next step moving forward. Eric, if, if people want to reach out to you, man, they want to work with you, they want to find out more about the services that you offer, how can they do that? And of course, any final thoughts? Yeah, you can always just reach me on Instagram, the Eric Estevez, or go right to my website, ericestevezthelender.com. Um, and I have my link tree on my social medias. That's the best way to reach me. Um, and as far as my, my final thought, you know, I think we are living in the best time to create business. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that there's so much information out there that you really can become a master. It takes 10,000 hours to become a master in anything you do. Right. And and I know that we have traditional schooling and, and whatnot, but there's there's millions of hours. Right. Of videos. Right. Um, on YouTube and anywhere else. And that you can follow this podcast. Right. This right here. Imagine if you listen to this podcast every time it airs. And you get, you learn one thing, right? It's about right getting one percent better a day. And if you're constantly learning and constantly seeking things, I think that you can build any business and be successful. Dude, I 100% agree. That's really what it comes down to. Learn, learn and implement, learn and implement. If you just learn and you take it with you to the grave, that's probably the most selfish thing you could have done. But you implement those things you learn, you could change the world. And that's exactly what you're what you're capable of doing. Eric, thank you very much for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to reach out to him, ericestevezlender.com, or you can find him on social as well, the Eric Estevez. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the show, ladies and gentlemen. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.